We just started, man. <laughs> we just started. Uh, Ellie's dying. Behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, this is the culmination of our podcast. We just started up again. We just started up again, and she's already dying on me. Um, I'm alive. I'm dead. I'm alive. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back, everybody. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> she get, she did the intro this time. What's the name of the show? Welcome back, everyone, uh, to Tangents, a show where everything's made up and... No, wait, that's the wrong one. <laughs> the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yes. Um, surprisingly... Not surprisingly, there is a... <laughs> there is this YouTuber with his, uh, his friends. Uh, you know Markiplier? Yeah. So he has his own podcast uh, called Distractable. You guys should watch it. It's really funny. Huh. Um, kind of this, that concept where they just, you know, make m- like mess around, also ramble about stuff. But uh, they always try to do with like stories and topics of certain things. But they have one judge, and that judge gives out points to to whoever's telling the story, to, depending on stuff like that. I like that. Well, it's also uh, rules are made up, points don't matter, kind of thing. Okay, at the end of the gotcha. Day, because. If whoever's feeling it, they can just be like, "All right, a million points to so and so, just just cause." Yeah. And even though that person might have told a better story, but just to mess around, and yeah. then that person gets to be the judge the next the next uh, podcast that they do. So That's fun. That's it's fun. It's fun. It's really it's really funny, and I enjoy watching it. So, but I enjoy a lot of his content. <laughs> Stop dying. Anyways, welcome back. Uh, hopefully, we can make it through this whole thing without one of us dying today. Uh. Drink water, everyone. <laughs> Lots of water. It's hot out there, especially here in California. It's, it's bad. It's hot out here for a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm very punny. Oh, Shut up, I'm funny. No. No. Uh, so today, like always, I mean, this show is just about whatever we kind of veer into. Uh, topic we want to kind of touch on today is mm, I guess the stigma I guess behind platonic friendships with uh, opposite sex or whatever what have you uh, I, I think it's just when you're within a relationship kinda mm-hmm. I, I see it as and cause no matter what your sexual orientation is I think there's uh, a bad vibe towards like someone either having if you're in a heterosexual relationship uh being close with another female or male depending on you know who you are or just in just in relationships regardless of against sexual orientation but if you're if you're gay and you have another if you're like if you're a dude and you're dating another dude but you have another close best friend who's a guy as well also that you know but to me it's like why does it matter? Like, I, I kind of take it back to, like, when we were kids in the mm-hmm. playground, like, I never really sat back and thought, well, I don't want to be friends with that kid because he's a boy. Like, but- I want to be friends with people because I just want to be a friends with a person. Well, I mean, I was a lonely kid. I didn't really have any friends growing up, but... Uh, that sucks. Th- yeah, but... You already know. I had plenty of friends. Just, I grew up with so many friends. You know, the, the best. Uh, I, again, I, like for the most part, like, and I always will say this is just we've been conditioned by society to think this way, where um, 
it's kind of ingrained and even like your your own parents or just friends will always tell you oh i gotta be careful you know because uh your significant other is getting really close to you know so and so like they hang out all the time like they hang out with more with them more than they hang out with you or whatever and it could not even be true they yeah it's because like, like uh your your parents thought it was kind of weird that you would be hanging out with me oh yeah yeah and i'm and, like and, well, first of all I'm married. Secondly, it shouldn't matter, like... And that's why they thought it was even weirder, because when I would say, oh, I'm just gonna go hang out, like, oh, what about her husband? Oh, he's at work. And their mentality was, why are you going over to her house if her husband's not there? Like, that's not okay. And I'm like, what do you think is gonna happen? Like, yeah, you, like... like... See, and, and, and for me, that says more about them than, than us, because... So you're saying, like... If you were put in that situation, you would do something. Like something would go down because you can't contain yourself, right? Or it's just like, oh no, it's not that. It's just that people are gonna have uh, a, a bad mentality, or they're gonna see it the wrong way. I'm like, then that's their problem, not mine. I'm going over to hang out with my friend, and that's the end of it, you know. So if other people are having bad thoughts like that, their their mind goes straight to, oh, she's obviously cheating on her husband. Or he's obviously trying to get at her and get her to cheat or something. Or however way it works, you know, like, it's... But, like, why is it not okay for a guy and a girl to be just, like, friends? Like, for example, it's not even just friends. It's, like, you know, really close friends. Mm -hmm. Like, why is it so bad for two people? you know people whether or not they're in a relationship why is it seen so strange why is it okay for two girls um to you know have shopping trips together and all that stuff but when i want to run errands with you Mm. and if i i don't know one of your family members or if one of my family members caught caught us like out looking in the street would why is it automatically oh she must be cheating because she's with another guy again it's just that society conditioning it's that i don't know why society has deemed it such a bad thing it's just societal standards it's like uh when i've when i would go hang out with uh, with claudia sometimes and we just same thing we'd go to the store or something I remember one time I saw family members and I'm just, and I told him, oh, dang, that's my aunt and uncle, whatever. And we both just like, like we dipped because I, same thing, our mentality was if they see us, they're going to think we're dating or uh, they're going to think something's up or whatever, what have you. But like, it's that same mentality of just like, they're going to think something's up. So to avoid the talk or, you know, any negative uh, backlash from it, we just rather just avoid that again and it's nothing's bad going nothing bad is going on we're just two friends hanging out going either get food or go to a store or what have you but it's just other people's perceptions which we shouldn't care about i don't care about now but at the time it was just don't want anybody thinking anything bad of either of us or talking crap about uh what's going on and thinking you know uh what have you but again that says more about other people than uh myself or my friend or whatever because again that's their mind that's how they're polluted in their own mind about the possibilities of things going on behind and the scenes it's not just um backlash from parents i remember a couple of past relationships 
that they were just completely uncomfortable with me just having one guy friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And to me, that always made me feel like, why is it that you're with me, yet you do not trust me enough to make the right decision, put boundaries in place, you know? If you if you don't trust me, then why are you with me? You know what I hated though too, which where it was the it's not that I don't trust you, it's that I don't trust them. Because I don't know if you ever gotten that response because I've heard that response from people. I've heard that too. Which is like it's not that I don't trust you, it's that I don't trust them. And I'm like, okay, look, if if they ever cross that line, you have to have enough trust in me that I'm not gonna act on it. Precisely. So you cannot trust them that's cool whatever you might think they have ulterior motives to uh this friendship and whatnot but you still don't trust me then that means that if they act upon whatever urges or whatever expectations they might have and you still think that i'm gonna dive in just as well like you know you have to have enough trust in me as well that if that does happen i'm gonna dip out of that situation yeah so because like I I can understand their perspective, mm-hmm. but dude, it's like you, you can't blame who you can get along and who you cannot get along with. Mm-hmm. Like for the longest time, and it still happens to me to this day. Like I don't, I fail at keeping girlfriends. Why? I don't fucking know. Me too. I feel like, I feel like, is it me? Like, is it, should I be punished by not having friends at all if I cannot even have girl friends? Am I, am I like to live a solitary friendless life just because I can't have a friendship with a girl and I'm more like, um in tune to not i'm not in tune to all guys but Mm. i find myself that like i like video games you know like assassin's creed that's what uh i got like so close to uh two of my friends in college roberto and christian Mm -hmm. because they played assassin's creed and to me like uh my friend at the time matt he got me into assassin's creed and to me i was like hyper fixated because anxiety and all that shit and why should I be faulted for like something that I like just because other girls don't like it? I mean, there are other women that do, you know. But no, I know, but like none that I in have cl- in close proximity that you can find. That's yeah. not yeah. So, because um, there are there are women or whatever, there are people that do enjoy that stuff. And but it is kind of harder to find, um, find it. But then. Again, I think it's just also society. Again, like they in that kind of a space, if you like, like Twitch or like any like live streaming stuff where it's like video game driven, um, it's it's still a male dominated thing, and that's most industries where it's just male dominant. And if women are seen trying to step their foot into it it's just kind of like oh you'll never be good, as good as such and such and what have you you know and then there's that you're like you're not a real gamer because girls can't game they suck at it what have you and then but regardless then like let's say you they do start getting views and start getting attention for their gaming and stuff then they 
get, getting the jab of, oh, you're only getting views because you're pretty. People are only tuning in because you're attractive and that's it. It's not about your, your skill set mm-hmm. as, as an entertainer. It's just that because you look pretty, uh, that's why you're getting views. I'm like, I'm like, I don't give a shit. If they look good, cool, man. Let them use it to their advantage. Stop shitting on them. You know, they're marketing themselves. And, and, and that's all it fucking is. It, it's, it's all marketing. It's, y- y- we shouldn't be shitting on people if they're using their, their looks for, for them to get views. I'm like, that's all anything is when it comes to content, when it comes to movies, when it comes to shows, when it comes to a variety of things. That's all it is. You, you know, uh, if someone isn't, good looking you know they they get bashed uh for being in any sort of industry like that because again beauty standards and people saying oh you know you might be good at whatever you're doing but just because you don't have the certain uh looks or whatever or or aesthetic they're not gonna it's just bs on all Areas. So if it's if it's society and the standards, how can we start shifting the conversation to where it's more of a normal thing for male and female to be uh, platonic friends? Not even and just like say for because I've asked uh, my husband the same question: like, do your parents that are married happily? Uh, do they have friends outside of their marriage? And if so, like, do they hang out with them? And he's like, no, they're, they're like the only, they only have themselves. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, they, they were raised a certain way and that's how they're happy. Cool. You know, I don't, I don't go prodding that because that's their relationship. But in my relationship, or at least with my livelihood, and even in the relationships in the past, I've been consistent with, I have put value in friendships at the Mm -hmm. forefront. Because to me, growing up, it was really hard for me to make friends. So I, once I started getting into college and like being exposed to actual like genuine people i'm like yeah i'm gonna keep these i don't know people. about genuine oh but... shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> but like i want to keep these people around i want to nurture what i have with them mm-hmm. so what if they are guys you know one of my best uh like days with you is whenever we're like um whenever we get to hang out on the occasion and it's just a, like a uh, one-on-one thing. What was the last time we did that? We went to uh, Poconometry. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We went yeah. to a concert. Yeah, yeah. We saw titties. <laughs> I, I got so mad. You got to see titties twice. Twice. And I paid for your fucking show. I know. Twice. I know. Thank you. Great I got. I have to say that uh, the ratio that we get, we as women get of... Um, concert to titties is not enough <laughs> like i we went to go see who was it besides a uh, tovlo i think it was someone else right uh, city of the sun city of the sun right yeah and the opener for city of the sun uh it's like i have a shirt 
took off his shirt. Mid-set, and you're and like, whoa. And my, my issue with going to concerts is that uh, I'm 5'2", so I'm short, and everyone nowadays likes to record the entire fucking concert on their tablets. Yeah. Uh, so all I could see is forearms. So I didn't. I had no idea that this guy was shirtless got, until like maybe the, 15 seconds after. You gotta once watch he got, the concert through their, their phone, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way. I'm not even tall enough to see through their phone. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the part that sucks, honestly, for you, unfortunately, because you don't want to be in the front because, again, too claustrophobic and people bunch up and they get too close and that's gross people rubbing up against each other so it's just uncomfortable and then people once the bigger acts come out they cram to the front so it's just uncomfortable yeah. and you don't feel safe so and then but you have the drawback of you want to feel safe so you're going to stay low and be in the back to where you can still enjoy the show and have enough room but the same thing the drawback is you can't see sometimes and people uh, just are still shit. You know, the, no, no, the people, no, dude, the people no, in the back that kept walking dude, in front of me. I hated <laughs> people need to be more spatially aware for God's sakes. I swear to God, there was so much room next to me and they still chose to go in front of Ellie. Like there was so much room for them to like go around me but they still chose to go in front of you for whatever reason it just made no sense like, I, th I feel sometimes that people can smell the weak and me I don't like to be the problem yeah. I'm not saying I'm weak I'm just saying I don't like to be the fucking problem if I'm in your way look I don't have problems you telling me to move like mm -hmm. I'm not gonna fucking cause problems where there don't need to be in oh no, <laughs> you no know? I'm, I'm, I'm like, not that way no like I came we came here we're gonna get a show so I, mean, I ended up moving anyways closer to you just so they could just have see the even more a bigger gap so instead of going through us and they, they couldn't anymore anyway so I was blocking the yeah. area that they were cutting three uh, uh, past you so they but besides that even to me it was fucking annoying no yeah i know it, it, but again so you, you you don't want to cause any confrontation so you're just gonna let it be on the other hand i'll just rather act upon it and just move and yeah. then have them you know because it, it's just annoying it, it, it is and then people oh my god some people cannot hold their alcohol no they cannot my god because oh were... dude was it uh it was at tublo right yeah. where we saw this chick just like her boyfriend or whatever was just like, nah, like you need to be taken out. Dude literally had to drag her out because she was just like saying like, she was, remember when we were stepping out and leaving? Yeah. I could still hear her saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not, while she's just like, I'm like, you're not fine. You're obviously not fine. You can't hold your alcohol. You're in a room where it's stuffy. There's constant fog machine going and on. Look, and look, I love just... that concert. That concert was great. Great, mm -hmm. like party music, but Tuvlo doesn't like, you don't need to be drinking that hard to go to be at a Tovlo concert, yeah. like. <laughs> Again, but that's more of a different conversation because that's just people uh, abusing of substances, like rather alcohol, weed, whatever else you're on. Like it's just people go a little too far sometimes, and that's where it, that's the issue comes in and all that stuff. Um, yeah, anyway, Christmas 2019. Fuck that party! <laughs> the angriest I've ever been. Angriest I've ever been, and I, and I mean, I like all telling, of us. I, I like telling the story, even though like it makes me angry, but it, it upsets me too because of, of the friend who ruined it. And it's just, had they apologized properly, I would have been okay. I would have been like, had they held the, held themselves responsible, I would have been like, okay, fine. 
Like, I get it. But their their apology was a non-apology where it's just the, I know I'm a shitty person. I don't give a damn. We are, we're all shitty people. Like, I, I don't care. Don't start off a conversation with that. Like, I know I messed up and I'm sorry. I'm such a bad friend. I don't care. I get it. We all mess up sometimes. Just take responsibility and know that what your actions were not appropriate. Like, the first thing you do when you came into the damn party is look for alcohol. You just came off of a long shift. You haven't eaten. Why is your first thought, I need alcohol? And then again, that's where the problem comes in, where people start pushing and abusing substances. I get it. We all go through traumatic stuff. I understand. But we have to level it out. And again, that's a whole other issue with mental health and that that, that, that comes into play. Yeah, with that for stuff. me, that... To me, that was really... I was really disappointed. Uh, and fuck her sister, too. <laughs> not literally. Listen. Not literally. No one... No, <laughs> someone in the, in, the, in the front circle did, but not literally. Please don't. I'm, I'm very For someone big. who claimed to be asexual, they sure fucked around a lot. I'm very big on mental health. So, to me, it was a very big disappointment to see one of my best friends at the time just, like completely deny any form of help like oh yeah this person wanted to self-sabotage and i got to the point where i didn't want to be a part of it and i had to cut ties but if uh any person that you know may know is you feel like they're abusing um alcohol or drugs or anything like that or if they need mental help please hear them out um Sometimes uh, silence can be more deadly than yeah. giving them 15 minutes to vent out. Yeah. But also, and, and vice versa, talk to people. You yeah. Know, don't, don't hold it in. Like, I, I understand that there's, there's a stigma behind we shouldn't be speaking about our problems because everyone else is going through problems. Yeah. No duh. We're all going through our own stuff and our own problems and everything else. But talking to people and talking it out is better than just holding it in because then it leads to that problem of you're gonna start doing other things to try and rem try and quote-unquote remedy uh your your struggle and it, it isn't healthy you know everything's fun with you know with, again within reason you can drink you can have your fun do what you gotta do but still reach out and talk to people whether a friend a therapist or just call one of those one of those phone lines where you know you're just venting out to someone it helps as much as we want to avoid doing that or it might make us feel uncomfortable it's better to do that than than not because again it leads to more issues and you know eventually you will have nobody and then that, that's where it gets even more difficult for someone and you're in an even darker place so it's okay to lean on your friends and if you know you're a girl and you don't have girlfriends it is okay to lean on your guy friends you know yeah, and yeah, hopefully they don't turn out because then there's this other side of the coin yeah you yeah. do lean on your friend who is a guy but the guy is interested in you yeah that's the, and that's the downside yeah there is the downside i've also been on the the that side of things where i was made aware of my friend's uh, intentions. Intentions, and I told them flat no. out, I don't. I I appreciate you being open and honest with me about this. I don't feel the same way about you, mm -hmm. but just because you 
you know, you opened, you know, your heart to me. It doesn't mean that I have I'm to reciprocate. Just gonna, not only that I'm going to have to reciprocate, but I'm not going to like shun you now. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be enemies now. Like you're still my friend. I appreciate that you're honest. I don't feel the same way about you. Let's move on. Yeah. See, and, and, and I've been on that side where it's just like you're telling someone, hey, you know, I want to date you and I'm into you and and but not expecting all of a sudden like, I don't I'm not trying to, to force it on them and be like, you know, we should date just because just because you make good friends with someone and you guys get along and you're constantly talking or hanging out, again does not mean that it's gonna form a good uh, romantic relationship. It, it just means you guys bond well and uh, connect well. But again, that does not translate into meaning that you guys are gonna make a perfect couple. Correct. Th th because that, yeah. for my personal experience with this friend, after I gave them that talk, uh, he waited a little bit until after I had broke up with one of my uh, partners in the past mm -hmm. and he dared to tell me that he still feels about me this way. He had the audacity to say that he was waiting and hoping that I would break up with this person so he can date me. And I, I think... I'm at that point. I think I probably should have realized that I'm sometimes too loyal for my own good. Yeah. Because I should have realized right there and then that this person does not value me or see me as an equal, but he still sees me as sort of a, like a possession to be won. Yeah. And I didn't appreciate that. Especially like, how would you say? Why would you say that to one of your best friends, dude? I don't know. Honestly, I really I don't. I don't understand that. Um, maybe, well, probably my, my, my past self, because I mean, I was very shitty. <laughs> I mean, still am. But uh, I, like relationship-wise, I was very, it was not a good, but again, I had a certain uh, mental state back then and had certain, uh, only has certain knowledge when it comes to relationships and stuff like that. So maybe then I would have understood. Um, now I don't. As to why you would tell someone that, like, oh, I was waiting for you to break up with them. And that that's not healthy for either people, honestly. Like, you're holding out for someone. And let's say you were to end up, you know, getting married to that person. Are they still going to keep holding out hope that you're going to end up divorcing them? Or the, 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 what's going to happen? You're going to cheat on them or something? Like, what Like what, what are they hoping for? That just makes no sense. It's not healthy for any anybody, honestly. So... I continue to be friends with this person. Uh. And um, same thing happened after a while. We went to, we've been friends for a, re a really long time. Mm. Uh, decided to go and celebrate like a belated birthday. And it's just uh, me and him one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, took me to do some really cool, uh, fun, like first experiences for me. I didn't, you know, think it was a date because between our circle of friends, we would do this for one another. Like, we would like to hang out like this for one another. Um, so, the summer of that year, the summer of the year that, you know, he hung out with me for a belated birthday, I was at his house. Um, we had this thing where I would go to uh, his place uh, once every week or every two weeks because we would have like a show we would watch together after uh, college. 
and uh, he decided that he wanted to like uh, take a walk with me around his neighborhood. Red flag number one. <laughs> In the dark. Uh, number two. <laughs> to formally ask me out on a date, even though he has made his intentions known to me twice before in the time span of about I would say like four years at that point and uh, I told him like I'm again thank you for your honesty I'm going to you know formally decline tell you no because my feelings have not changed from the first or second time that you have asked me and that's when everything just kind of like he he kind of like blew up on me he's mm -hmm. just like well i don't understand like um what kind of friend like buy you know does all these things for you kind of he he bought me a he, he decided to buy me like a dress um one that we were just window shopping when we were hanging out at the mall one day and i really liked it and he's like oh i'll get it for you me i don't like being the problem <laughs> I don't know how to accept gifts, to be honest, because I was uh -huh. raised with the mentality of, like, if you don't have any money, you ain't getting shit, basically. Mm. So I never expect anything, and he insisted. I said no. He insisted. I said no. He kept insisting, and, you know, I was kind of pressured on saying yes, and then he kind of blew that back up at me. He's just like, what kind of friend would give you a dress? And I'm like, well, you insisted. I'm asking you, Tony, how can uh. how can a homegirl <laughs> find a find a girlfriend if I can't connect with girls? And how can I find guy friends that are decent without them trying to get in your pants? Uh, yeah. Dude, I don't know. That's the look, age old question. Looks I ain't got any like <laughs> I'm not attractive. You're not you're not not a, not not Un, uh, not, not that's not. Yeah, you know what I mean? you're not. You're not like fucking hideous. I'm so. refined trash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, that, that's that's like one of the oldest questions, man. Like how, how <coughs> making platonic friendships, but them staying platonic with with guys, you know, um, and then also getting friendship with a girl I, I it's just it's how do you make friends just in general kind of thing you know and and have stability and i think it always just goes down to communication at the end of it like the root it's just communicating from the get-go kind of thing and some people might turn away from that because you speak so bluntly but that's the thing those are your expectations of of, of friendships you have to, even like with a relationship like it, uh that's romantic you ha kind of have to i think nowadays just set your expectations from the get-go say this is what i'm looking for this is what it is as much as it might make some people uncomfortable because it's so blunt some people aren't that upfront and they don't really expect it i think that's how we have to be just so there aren't any um future expectations of <coughs> things leading to something else or what have you and then but that goes with any friendship relationship you know kind of thing um because i've i've also gotten the question well ellie how do you feel about your husband 
you know, hanging out with other girls. I would love for him to be most, more social with girls. As a matter of fact, I would like other girls to flirt with him. Why? Because it... It's a weird-ass kink. I, shut up. I'm just very supportive of my partner. I want him to feel as attractive as I personally see him. It's a confidence booster. Hey man, I try, man, but he, he don't let me. <laughs> I try. I tell him he's good-looking all the time, but he don't, he, don't, he don't believe me. I And that's the thing, is that he tends to attract compliments from men more than he does yeah, women. And, and here's the thing, I think well, within our circle of guy friends, like he, we do that because again, one, we're, we're messing around, but two, we're also being honest as well. Again, when it's healthy uh, guy friend relationships, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it, it's more of, that's how we confidence boost ourselves. Like as much as we're just joking around, like, damn boy, you're looking fine as hell today. But it's like, we're joking to mess around, but also kind of be like, do you look good? You know, yeah. you feel yourself. Feel, feel confident in how you look right now. It's like and when, it's um, like uh, the day for my birthday where you told me that I looked uh, nice in my um, the flower dude, shirt. That top is cute as hell, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's like no, but like I never took it like if a guy friend, if you yeah. or any other of my guy friends were to say that, like I don't take that as a pass. Like automatically, I'm just like, oh, cool, like. One of my close guy friends is looking out for me. He thinks, like, my outfit's popping. Like, I usually feel like shit about myself. Like, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, but here's my thing, too. Like, if a, a girlfriend or whatever, like, it's not romantic, but just, like, just a girlfriend. Like, if... And I mean this, like, in the most respectful way. Like, if they look sexy, I'm, I want to tell them, you look fine as fuck right now. You look good. Like... You should get catcalled. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, respectfully. 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 Uh, but if they look good, like they look good, and I, it's not me trying to make a pass at them. It's just like, damn. Like, if I saw you on the street, I would take a second glance, kind of thing. You know, yeah. like. It, 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 but again, it's just uh, being respectful. Like, if my friends look good, they look good. I don't. I, I'm not trying to be weird about it. I'm. It, it's only weird if you make it weird. Uh, same thing with, with, with Tim. Like when I went with uh, with him and Marco to go shopping for clothes. Yeah. Same thing. Like we're helping him get clothes that we know he's gonna look good in, and it's kind of like someone might think, "Oh, that's that's weird as hell," or whatever. Like you're helping your your guy friend shop for clothes. It's like because you want to see him in something good. That just seems off. I'm like, no. It's just we know what suits him and what fits him, and this is what we think what he would look good in and just presentable. And just not to be wearing a regular fucking, uh, you know, graphic tee and some shorts and just like... It's like, so, it's like what I want to do with uh, um, my friend, Andrew. Yeah. It's like, I, and I know that won't be acceptable just because of how things are. Um, but like, I want to try doing that with my friend where like... Because he he is he's my friend is ten years older than me and he's total dad, uh, but he's a great dad and just because you are a dad seven kids yo <laughs> man put in some work <laughs> I can't every single time like I think oh he four, knows four like four TVs have been broken oh god yeah I, I remember when I first met him I said seven kids he's like yeah I was waiting for that I'm like yeah man like dude <laughs> I understand wanting a family <laughs> seven kids man 
Like I haven't heard it. Like I, I'm so used to, actually, Hispanic families having like ten kids or yeah. more. You know, uh, but like white people have watched it. Nah, I've seen some like, but usually that's kind of like a show where they make a show out of it where they have like <laughs> fucking fifteen kids. Oh, like Octo Mom or kind of like, like that, that, or like uh, like Mormons. Yeah, <laughs> something that have crazy amounts of kids. But like same, like but actually knowing someone who has a. A high volume of kids like past two i'm already like whoa oh yeah and then uh his neighbor also has seven kids god damn his yeah, legit it's, next it's just, door neighbor it's just so it's so much it's so much yeah it's so much energy um that's a full school bus <laughs> the short bus yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh it's just it's it mind mind-blowing honestly so, so anyway uh i've asked him like how would you feel like if i wanted to like go out with you and buy like clothes for you and he's just like oh i would love that like i never had that experience before um and i'm just like why can't guys have those experiences with girls if girls could have those experiences with girls because guys can't like most guys aren't gonna be down for that you know like a shopping trip? I wouldn't just because I don't trust other people's taste. <laughs> in, 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 in but you're, you have immaculate taste. You have like a really good style though. Thank you. Yeah. I try. I try. So if I was 50 pounds lighter, then I could, I'd be wearing suits again all the time and wearing my bow ties and looking hella fresh, but. Balding. And, and bald. Hey, I can, you can still, you can still rock it. You can no, still, I know. You can still I know. look good. Um, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, I am a bigger man now, unfortunately. Uh, but that that that's on me. So, but you you, you can still even being the way that I look now, I could still find a way to look good and look you know, in in that sense. But anyways, yeah. Um, I, again, it's just societal. It, it, the the whites people make it weird to go out with a guy friend or whatever to you know and I, I, again because as a side i don't know why they deem it that way uh i think as generations go by hopefully we will break from that especially with like gen z uh being a thing they're more open they're more a lot of them are a lot more in tune to their emotions and, uh, and other things so um and some just don't plan give a fuck man when it comes to uh certain situations because you know we're kind of that mindset was just like kill me they're just like bet. bet they're just like <laughs> bet they'll, they'll do I it i know like some of these people have the balls oh yeah they, 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 they just have zero to- tolerance for any shenanigans they just like okay kind of thing so i feel like when if things get down to it gen z would be the generation of protesters god please i'm tired i don't want to do that who would light themselves on fire don't do that <laughs> uh but if that's what it takes i mean <laughs> yeah that's some some of them are, are wild dude some of them are which, which is good i mean it, it the the more progressive we can get the better honestly all within reason you know with, with when it comes to anything all within reason um but yeah Platonic relationships like- are my bad. So I don't want to cut you off, but I, I think uh, there can be healthy platonic relationships uh, where people 
love each other very dearly like example you and i uh you know and, and i and i don't think it's I, I we don't think it's a weird thing we think it's okay we think it's healthy and it's normal but i mean that's how we we've reached that point in our friendship where for us it's it's very normal you know and for other people if they were to see that they are off off put by it for some reason because again their mindset is i don't think that's okay and like why well because I, I was told it wasn't okay okay you were told it wasn't okay but that doesn't mean it's not okay just because someone told you doesn't make it so mm-hmm. and who told them well they were told and they, they, they okay but who decided this who decided this in the grand scheme of things to, to for it not to be okay like again it's based off society it's it, it's just it, it's just peer pressure from ghosts <laughs> basically that's what it is tradition. That, that's tradition yeah. peer pressure from people who are no longer here and it doesn't make any sense to hold on to those things why like we're we're a new generation we're new people why are we holding on to old things that when we were growing up we didn't feel like that was okay and now that we're older we're still sticking to them just just because oh i was told and this is how i was raised okay but that doesn't make it okay just because you were raised such and you can break from that it's very difficult to and there's ways to you know go about it to stop thinking that sort of certain way and then you know there are steps to it but i think we need to take those steps to you know uh, get away from those old mentalities. Well, what if that pushes someone to have an identity crisis because that way of thinking is all that they have ever known? Dude, that was me. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that was me. I'm telling you, when 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 I had uh, that experience, again, being raised in a certain mindset, and then no longer believing your those foundations that was w- pretty much what w- was grounded you. You have an identity crisis because you don't know anymore. You're like, then what do I believe? What do I stand by? And that's it's it's kind of sucks to spiral and panic that way. But I think it's necessary because again, it, it causes for growth. It's a cause for growth, and you become more understanding and more in tune with um, with the reality of things. You know, we, we try and filter so much out because we don't want to feel, we don't want to emote because it sucks. It's painful. It is very painful to have emotions, whether it's happy or sad or anger or what have you. Uh, but I think it's very necessary because it, 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 again, it causes us to be more in tuned to our reality. And I don't want to get into some spiritual bender, honestly. I, I'm not spiritual in any sense, but... I, I think it's just getting comfortable in your own skin and going about these things, you know, it, it, it's it's healthy, it, it's tough. It is very difficult to try and fine tune these things. Uh, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. So I'm not saying, you know, it's gonna be easy. Not like like, like, like every other thing, you know, that, that we've gone through, every struggle growing up. And just like when we were told to behave a certain way or think a certain way, you know, you. you growing up you try to fight against it you do you know we i think we, a majority of us have the kind of like a rebellious phase where you don't want to have that mindset but eventually you end up getting molded by it and just kind of stick to your guns and get stuck in that mindset mm-hmm. but we have to remember when we were growing up it was difficult for us to stay in that way you're like you're, you're you're thinking i don't want to think like that i don't want to be that way but eventually you kind of stick to it and you're like well damn it you know well you know if i can't beat them just join them 
kind of thing because sometimes it's easier. So then it comes to the person themselves yeah. to whether or not they want to grow yeah. and develop. That's why I have I have beef with. Uh, you have chicken. Always have chicken, man. <laughs> I need that red meat. I have an iron deficiency. I need to have more red meat in my diet. <laughs> I feel like I'm becoming more aware of my actual, like... Health problems? Yeah. Now now that I'm getting older. As you get older, yeah. Yeah. It just, your body just starts to deteriorate more and more. And it's no longer... Yeah, it, it, yeah, it just gets worse and worse. Because well, so. I think it's like you actually start feeling, oh shit, like I might actually need to order a cough from coffin from amazon yeah, <laughs> like next, next day delivery baby comes with the bundle too you get the plot you get uh the ceremony and all all under a thousand dollars great same day shipping you get one you, you get one ply uh casket <laughs> once it rains your, your body's screwed bring in the drones <laughs> god honestly when i first saw that i was i was i was tripping out you you dude, first, i was literally you, tripping out you, <laughs> You showed me that, like, what, 2020, right? The, was it? The, I think it I, I was don't peak, remember what, peak COVID. Okay, yeah. I, I just remember, like, going to the bathroom, and as we do, we just go through uh, social media. Yeah, your media. newspaper time. Yeah, yeah basically. And uh, I saw it. I, I, I was done doing my business, but I just sat there so confused and thinking, are they really selling caskets on amazon like is that a normal thing now i i thought you had to go through all these hoops and hurdles to like go through this and uh, it was a uh, philip defranco's wife who uh posted a story about it, also thinking like what the hell because <laughs> dude i was so confused i think she was more confused as to is fate uh, is, uh, sorry, is uh, amazon trying to tell me something <laughs> and i was just like damn because i was confused i'm like i didn't I, I know Amazon sells a bunch of things, but damn, I didn't know they were branching out into that uh, industry as well. In, in the, yeah, the casket industry where in, you saw it with bundles too, right? I, I, I don't know. I think we were just joking about that. I don't think I saw it with bundles, but... Uh, Buy one, get one 50% off. The, the <laughs> prices for the caskets were actually like very well priced. It, I, no, I was but it's like... like wow. And that is true, is like the the funeral industry, just like the wedding industry, like they fucking capitalize on everything. Oh yeah. They capitalize on our weddings, our births, our fucking deaths. Welcome to our society. <laughs> Capitalism, yay. That's all that, that's all anything is right nowadays. Bury me raw. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I mean, the cheapest alternative is to uh, get burnt to a crisp, you know? I wouldn't mind getting burnt into a crisp and have, Being like, pressed into a vinyl so you can get played over and over again like you've been in life? Yeah. I don't know. No. I've, I've dealt with that for one lifetime. I would like to be planted into a tree. So, and then maybe probably some asshole's gonna chop me down. Use me for a fucking pencil. Honestly? I think the worst thing would be if you were to chop me down... And turn me into the Bible. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> Too close to home. Uh, again, just feed me to the orcas. Not my joke. Yeah. 
Who? Yeah, it was a comedian. Yeah, I forgot who said that, but Dane yeah. Cook. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just see me to the orcas, man. Honestly. The orcas. Yeah, just see me to the orcas. Just uh, cut me, cut me up in little pieces and throw me in the water. No, I. Uh, Tim and I talked about this. We you guys wanted, are gonna do it? Thank you. <laughs> we want to be cremated and get shot into space. Yeah, that, 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 that seems pretty cool too. Honestly. Yeah. Space dust. Jo join us. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I, I, again. I thought, dude, I thought you love space. Space was your thing. I love space. I love any everything to do with it. But spending all of eternity out in the vastness of space with you guys, I've already spent it here. This already feels like an eternity. You think I want to keep doing that? Yes. I'm not wrong. Look at the smile on your fucking face. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fine, it's okay. I'll find the doctor on my own, go on lovely adventures, and you're not invited. Oh, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, sure, sure. Anyways, uh, back to the topic. <laughs> back to the future. Uh, yeah, great. Uh, platonic friendships and the sticking behind them and everything else of people making it way more complicated than it needs to be. But again, that's, I think that's with any anything, honestly. Just we, we It's always just a lack of communication when it comes to when it comes down to it it's just it's just that it's communicating uh with people and what your expectations are and you know your boundaries always always your boundaries so what would you say is a healthy form of communication if trying to text you every day is seen as clingy or shit like that again we all have different love languages you know so you have to get to a point where, again and both parties have to be okay with it you know like uh in in that kind of thing you know, you know my boundaries i know yours and like so so we res and we respect each other's boundaries so again it's communication with each friend that's a lot it's a lot of work speaking of boundaries and uh, i don't want to see your shit i do would you stop bringing that up <laughs> i have a feeling you do now i don't <laughs> I, I thought you were going to Are you go. sure? I feel like I, you're I trying thought. to inception this. No. No. Do we need to have an intervention? No, I'm good. <laughs> so go, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. You made me lose my track. God damn it. Yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> that's, that's the point. Of Roll it. credits. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, boundaries. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about your significant other... Uh, having access to your phone that's fine yeah i mean i got nothing to hide i mean that, that, that's just me though that's just me like, i don't I, but I would... like do would you go out of your way to ask them hey i want to see your phone you should i mean you, you, you should trust them as, you know until they, they give you a reason not to kind of thing you know like it, it's just like if, if they start acting suspicious and that's where you should start like then you know within reason then you gotta be like mm, that seems weird like like let's say you sit down right and you're not even anywhere near their fucking phone but the first reaction is them like getting it that's suspect to me at least you know but what if it's like someone that's like a hermit and that's their way their like coping mechanism is to uh, keep their valuables close to them yeah, yeah. understand again Communication, always like I said, that that's the biggest thing is communication. Because to me, 
I've always been under the mindset of like, your phone is your own personal business. I'm not, I don't want to go through oh, it. Oh yeah, I don't want to give a shit what's on there. But again, it's all within reason and then with communication. Yeah. Now here, now here's the thing. I did have an occasion where, and mind you, maybe this is, this might now be a red flag. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I'm not with this person anymore, so it doesn't matter. However, uh, there was one point where I did have a dream that my significant other at that point in time uh, had sent certain text messages uh, to another person. This was a called dream. Them, huh? This was a dream? Yes. Okay. And called them uh, like a pet name that was to me. Woke up from the dream, which led me to search through their phone. Okay. The one and only time I've done this. Okay. And my dream was correct. Oh, okay. So that's intuition. Yeah, but I still did the wrong, right? Technically, yes. Technically, yes. Technically, yes what that's the freaky thing and that ultimately that's what scares me about my nightmares nowadays is that i can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not because if that actually happened and that was true does should i should hang on i wasn't necessarily punished he, the person was rightfully upset that I went through the phone. Mm-hmm. I admit fault in that. But. But. They still try to cover up the fact that they did not mean to call them that pet name that it was in reference to the Great Gatsby, which I call bullshit. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, but. See. But, like, it shouldn't have to be that way. Like, my out of nowhere dream shouldn't i i admit faults of my insecurities no yeah but at the same time my insecurity led me to be correct so why is the why did that person inflict so much insecurity onto me about my uh my guy friends and everything when it's him that i should have been worried about projecting literally that's the easiest thing they are projecting because they knew what they were doing, but they don't want you to do it. That's the thing. So, and, and, and again, those things that we do are also not okay. Because I was in that same situation where I got really paranoid with with my ex because they were late night, constantly on their phone, you know. And obviously, they're not talking to me because I'm right next to them. So, and they're up until like past midnight talking to God knows soon. I was just like, that's weird because I know they're not on social media browsing videos or on YouTube or whatever because I can hear them or see them typing away but I wasn't gonna be like hounding them and questioning them like who are you talking to why do you keep talking to someone so late or whatever right um and eventually just started eating at me same thing started eating at me eating at me and then I went you know I went through their phone and I was right I was correct my paranoia you know was correct um so Again, not okay to be going through someone's phone and like you're invading their privacy, but also same thing. It's not okay for them to be 
doing that as well. Like, yes, two wrongs don't make a right. But, like, one is severely more fucked up than the other, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yes, you invaded their privacy and went through their property. But what they were doing was ten times worse. not okay as well, so... So, since then, um... I've never done that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my husband, uh, later in early in the relationship, I was still insecure. It wasn't after, probably after he uh, proposed to me that I actually did not feel insecure anymore. But that's just due to previous, just really bad uh, relationships. Understandable. Yeah, but. I want to know, like... I want to know what love is. <laughs> I want you to shout... No. <laughs> I just want to know why is it, like, so difficult for people to communicate? Like, even in dating, like, I understand that it's scary to be so vulnerable, but when you yeah. start investing time into a person... Like, it would help to see that vulnerability yeah. come out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think a thing I like saying is the, the most valuable currency is time. You don't want your time wasted. Exactly. You know, because you don't, you can't get it back. There's yeah. a way to get it back. And I think on both ends, again, it's it's you want to be open and you know straightforward from the beginning, but you also don't want to come off as fucking insane because it's, it's not insane but it just seems that way it seems off-putting because again you don't want your time wasted but the other on the other on the other hand you don't they don't want to also you know they don't feel comfortable because they're like oh this person's coming way too hard or what have you even though it's not because like that i don't want to waste my time with this person either because again time is valuable you don't want to put time and resources and energy into which at that point in time made my experiences in online dating just oh horrendous such a a drag because i online dated for a while before i met my husband yeah on tinder and uh been there done that's not fun no it's not but very once in a while you find yeah interesting characters yeah uh what I didn't appreciate is that why is it okay for guys to like hit it and quit it? But for girls, look, look, I understand it. It is not okay for uh, girls to be using guys as uh, meal tickets. Oh, yeah. But it's also not okay for uh, guys to use girls as just like sex toys. Yeah. Unless, of course, there is consent among both members. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Different. Of this is just a one night stand sort of thing. Yeah. I'm open the lines of communication where I like if that's what a guy wanted out of it. I'm cool with that honesty. I'd rather you tell me that from the get go than you waste my time and romancing me because I that would piss me off and oh, waste yeah. my time. Yeah. Especially because. They got to know me. I got to tell them that a little bit of my vulnerabilities because there was a point in time where I'm just like online dating. Maybe people actually want to, you know, seek 
and uh, other partners. No, yeah. I learned the hard way that there are people that just want to, just to have yeah, sex. Just, yeah, that's fine. Completely okay. Not what I was looking for at the time, mm -hmm. but you know, I saw you know the within the different experiences I had. That's one thing that just really pissed me off. Mm. Don't waste my time. Yeah, it, you know, women are not as fragile as we appear to be to some mm -hmm. guys. So we can totally take it if you're just, you know, we. I just want to have sex. But at the same time, like on the other side of the coin, you'll get well. That's what guys always want and all that stuff. And it's just not like true. not true. You just just open communication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If both parties are consenting to just having one night stand. Or multiple. At, or, or multiple. If you just you down to fuck with this particular mm -hmm. person, say so. Don't waste my time romancing mm -hmm. me. You, you don't have to waste your money on me. I don't have to waste my time on you if that's all you want. Mm -hmm. But be, you know, upfront with it. I'd rather you communicate with me crystal clear than you waste my time. Because that was, that's what made me just, uh, like, go off of online dating yeah. for a while. Uh, and then before I and like quit for good is when yeah. I met him. <laughs> uh, again, it, it's that mindset again for for guys. We've been told a lot you have to romance if you want to get into her pants. Pretty much the romance you're and do all this other shit because if romance not, romance to get in the pants. But yeah, <laughs> again, uh, basically that's what we've been told. You got to do all this work and so like that's so you, you can get at her after that. Then it's all good. You can just leave. Um, but. I think guys, just people in general, just tend to forget that women want sex too. Sometimes, some like guys aren't the only horn dogs. Like some women also want to do it, and they don't want to be messed around with either. You know, some, sometimes they're cool with they're like, oh, you know, romance or whatever. But to your point, if at the end of the day it's just to hit it, quit it, and then just ghost you, they get pissed. They get mad. They rather just just learn from the get go. Hey, you're attractive. I just want to mess around. And I've got, I've gotten that like, well, why are you mad, Ellie? If you know, if it was just a, a, you know, if you guys both consented, you know, like, why would you feel pissed off if a guy romanced you? And I'm like, the same way that you would be pissed off if a girl used you as a meal ticket, like. It's not even that. I would put it in the aspect of, of being like at work being promised uh, a raise or a position yeah. kind of thing you know like you're putting in all this effort you're kind of being pulled pulled along pulled along and you're so close and you just be like ah sorry the you know we're not gonna offer it anymore but you're gonna keep the responsibility yeah kind of thing. Just so because i just wasted my fucking breath telling you about like really cool shit about myself and you know you just really don't care you just care what's underneath my pants which i mean cool if we consented to that but like get -go, yeah. you know i you know yeah i i just don't waste my fucking time see and there's that in the on um, that aspect of you know with romantically or sexually whatever um but i also think it's kind of the same when it comes to friendships where you are get you're getting to know some people and then they just dip out of your life like what the hell man and that's why i, I uncomfortable with being vulnerable sometimes or just like telling people certain things about my life or myself because there's that fear of they're gonna end up li leaving and then they took that information a part of you and left mm -hmm. and it's just I same thing you're putting all this time and energy to try and bond and connect with these people 
for them just to up and leave and then you're never going to hear from them again and they left with that information which for me it's valuable because i consider it a part of myself mm -hmm. and that's something that i'm giving someone to other people they don't value it that that same way i do that that but that's just my perspective on it how i value my um my openness to people if i tell you something it's wholeheartedly and honest and i i don't want people to take it for granted and then just up and leave my life and i'm okay again i've, I've explained this before like but i think that's also because people put different values on friendships no like, yeah yeah i sometimes it astounds me that people don't treat their friends so kindly mm -hmm. and i'm like why are they your friend why would you consider them your friend if you're gonna treat them like shit sometimes you just want to punch them back <laughs> Then get a fucking punching bag. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me because, uh, again, I, to me, having a friend has been in my life considerably better than having a blood relative sometimes. Oh, dude, same. <laughs> so to me, the, the value that I put on my friends is extremely high. And I've realized over the years that sometimes that value... Um, I overvalued friends more than I did myself, and that is very toxic. Yeah, yeah, and, and you did. I, I, it was, I mean, one thing. Actually, that that that, that show would have been a good fault when we talked. We were doing that card game, kind of like. Yeah. I mean, it's not now, but like for sure, in college. I mean, you were trying to overcompensate, and you know, trying to hold on to dear life to whatever friendship you could gain. Because again childhood you didn't have that many friends and so you're trying to grasp on your life to keep whoever you can whoever was ever interested in me because yeah. again me i remember in elementary school middle school i was that loner like yeah. i wouldn't really have people like approach me people thought i was weird because uh i didn't look my best uh my mom would do my hair. Well, nowadays, I'd probably look like a pretty cool-looking kid because I would be very trendy. Yeah, I would have, like, now. this space bun hair. Um, I Back then, I had bushy eyebrows, mm -hmm. you know, very trendy. But back you know, back then, as a kid, like, I would be bullied well, they gotta be that. bushy, but they gotta be cleaned up today. can be wild and roaming everywhere on your face, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> Hispanic parents ain't gonna give no, a shit no, what I you know, look I know, like. I know, yeah. I um, but growing up, it was very much like that. Mm -hmm. So, and then I didn't have any siblings. Like, you know how my childhood was. Yeah. So it, it made sense that like, now that I was in college and actually getting to actually have meeting friends, yeah. I wanted to hold to any person that I met, even yeah. if it would harm me. Yeah. So, and, and don't think just because having siblings is like the best thing in the world because I have my siblings they're great I love them I love my siblings and our relationship is great um, but it's not always fucking a cakewalk either no I know so. but I mean but it's still something I they, understand uh, growing up it was like oh you're a single you're an only child you must have been spoiled not Hell really no. <laughs> if anything it's worse sometimes depending on your family um but no, I was like the, I, I realized since I'm doing a lot of, uh, self-reflection self yeah. therapy and healing, uh, I realized that I grew up as a child that, uh, can be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I think a lot, a lot of, or a lot of people was just like, uh, growing up, being told, oh, I'm such a quiet kid, such well, so yeah, well behaved. Yeah, I so. was always told I was very well behaved. I was a quiet kid, and it's probably because they, <laughs> they told me, si no, I'm, te do, te doy una. And same on my end, where the same, like, really bright, super calm, whatever. Da, da, da. Like, yeah, I was conditioned to be that way. No, no, duh. In the back of my head, I was just like, I hate all of this, but I can't speak up. Because again, you, you, you get tossed with from your family. Well, I've given you, I give you a roof over your head, a place to sleep, and food. Yeah, that's the bare minimum, mm-hmm. man. And uh, I remember posting. Uh, a, a story the other day where it's just like so my, my, like so our parents just fiddled the pickles together and now I gotta live with this kind of thing I gotta make you proud <laughs> I didn't ask to be here kind of you know yeah it, it's true like I I didn't ask for this I was brought into this world like I didn't want to be here kind of thing you know so and I have to make you proud for what what do I get in return I, I, I existence like I, 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 thank you i guess i'm like okay right it's like they want all the years that they invested in you they want us tenfold. to return to them tenfold by you know kissing their feet yeah. and See, treating never, them like gods i would never expect that out of my own daughter no like i would never put those expectations on her because I, i've said this multiple times to various people it's just like her existence or her being who she is is not her responsibility to fulfill me mm-hmm. she is her own person she's a kid her job right now is to be a kid that's it if she does cool shit awesome i am proud of her if she doesn't i'm still proud of her she is her own person she's allowed to do within again within reason you know what she sees fit and what she wants to do her job is not to make me proud. Her job is not to uh, fulfill me and uh, fill that void of uh, of a certain uh, emotional emptiness. That's not her responsibility. Her responsibility is to herself, be a kid, mm-hmm. have fun. My responsibility is to her, bare minimum, have a home to sleep in, have food, have clothes, uh, feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. And that is the bare minimum. Everything else is extra, but we still have to do those extra things because that's what we wanted. So in... in and, and, it's, and it's an exchange if those are the things that you wanted as a kid guess what you're giving it to your kid you know who's giving it back to you your own damn kid mm-hmm. but again those are the extra things so you like it, it it's and it shouldn't just be a give and take kind of thing all the time but it, like that's just it you know and i know there's some people who have kids and they think that like the same way that i do now which is great um but there's still people that have that are stuck to that traditional mindset of I am the parent and I give you, uh, I brought you into this world, whatever BS. It sounds like I brought you into this world and I can take you out. Go ahead, take me out, damn. <laughs> that's, uh, to me, whenever uh, my family would tell me that, that's the way it sounded like. I, it's taken me this long, it's so much therapy and introspection to realize that I never felt safe in like in my past life with my family like i have never felt safe based off what they what they said to me and shit like that see on my end i it's not that i didn't feel safe it's just i never felt comfortable speaking out how i truly felt about things or whatever because it it was always the oh it's just it's just teenager things he'll get over it or not even that It, it was partly that but also it's just like the well it's not my fault 
Yeah. I'm like, I'm not saying it's your fault, man. Like, I'm not trying to blame you for anything. I'm just trying to be open and honest of how I'm feeling currently. Or it's just like, why are you feeling that way? That makes no sense. I'm uh like, it makes no sense to you, but it makes sense to me. Again, I'm just trying to explain to you how I'm feeling. And it's always the backlash response super quick where it's just like it's not my fault or uh, I don't know why you're feeling that way or why are you feeling that way that makes no sense or you never used to feel that way before uh, yeah, like that, when yeah. I was raising you and you never used to feel that way and then all of a sudden you kids got phones and then anxiety this and anxiety that and maybe it's the phones that's giving you anxiety and depression partly yes because <laughs> we use them as a cope mechanism to try and you know repress our emotions no duh like yeah that, that that's part of it you know that's everything is a part of everything kind of sense you know and so having technology or having you uh, other uh, interests or whatever is for the most part are just coping mechanisms to try and avoid uh our emotions and how we really feel about things you know but then it's also partly on our on our family and how they raised us to to shove that shit down and be like you shouldn't feel this way because you have a home you shouldn't feel this way because you go to a good school you shouldn't feel this way because you have a family that quote-unquote loves you you shouldn't be behaving this way because i taught you better or, or what have you all these multitude of things and as you invalidating grow up, any of your child's feelings yeah. just because you're doing the bare minimum for mm-hmm. them to survive yeah is not appropriate um, every child's feelings should be yeah validated it mm-hmm. should be heard this is why like you and i fucking we love the series of unfortunate events uh, uh to death and we always make fun of the adults that the are, yeah because they're so outrageous. oblivious they're so outrageous but at the same time it, it mimics a lot of how adults treat and you, kids and that's why i love uh, Daniel Handler because I'm like at, at the time I, when I was growing up as a kid and reading those books I'm just like no adult can be this oblivious and exactly. I realized, oh no they are yeah <laughs> like they are blatantly like just ignorant to so many things and I'm like damn like that is a good kid's perspective because growing up you you're, you know you are faced with all those things and you're also thinking like no parent or no person or no adult in their right mind would be this stupid and you're like oh no yeah they can be and still are and and, and it's frustrating because you're watching a show and you get mad at a fictional character but in reality it's the same thing people are like that where something can be blatantly right in front of their face for you to be like do you not see this shit mm-hmm. and, and they'll be like oh no i don't see anything what are you talking about yeah and the evidence can be right there and it's just like nah Nah. So, uh, this just triggered a memory in me. I forgot her last name, but shame on you, Susan. My eighth, no, ninth grade English teacher. I don't know who you are, Susan. This is a joke, by the way, but I will fuck you up. I don't know what's about to be said about will fuck you up. This is a joke. Shame on you, Susan, my high school freshman english teacher because she told me that i was not allowed to read the series of unfortunate events books and do books book reports on them because they were children's books fuck that shit they are in a sense children's books but they are so they have so much dark themes oh, in yeah. it, like you wouldn't believe i learned so many new words oh on that, yeah like higher level vocabulary words from those books when i learned scheme <laughs> I yeah, you learn uh, so much uh, literary devices oh, yeah. 
from those books. Like, how dare you, Susan? Because of you, I hated reading. I fell out of love with reading. Yeah. And for a kid to have, like, the reading taken away after, like, that is the only thing that they had a grasp on, mm -hmm. shame on you. Shame on you, Susan. But thank you, Mrs. Bone. Uh, you are my favorite, one of my favorite English teachers that gave me uh, the passion to read again. And she got me into Oscar Wilde. She's oh, one great. of my favorite mm -hmm. uh, English teachers. And she was the one that, um, she had like a, a list of what to read and on the shelf. And she's like, pick anything you want. Oh, but yeah. maybe pick something from this list. And if you can't find anything, uh, talk to me. And mm -hmm. I'll see if I could find something for you. Like, she can understand that not everyone likes to read mm. but she wants you to kind of look for it yourself and it's because of that that i fell back in love with reading again that's good yeah i remember i had a teacher when i was in eighth grade or seventh grade i forget doesn't matter but um same thing she had, she had like a bookshelf with a bunch of different books right and she was nice enough she she would say if you love this book enough you can have it kind of teacher she'd yeah. be like she like you, you can borrow it read it she would have like a little like checkout kind of like a library um she would respect it back she would respect the book back but if you like were like super into it and you loved it enough she'd, she'd let you keep it yeah she'd be like you can borrow it whatever um yeah oh the teacher that oh <laughs> uh, spicy memories no 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 no, no. i don't I... <laughs> <laughs> Not, not to get emotional um great teacher i still remember his name uh, anthony blake um he himself went out of his way to buy me a book because uh he let me read this series that was uh the golden compass series yes so uh, i started reading that because I, I read the first one loved it and um read the second one also loved it uh and he's like oh i'll get you the third one um, he's like, I have a copy of it. You can borrow it. You can read it. And he's like, I can't find the copy or whatever. And I was still reading the second one at the time. <laughs> and he told me, he's just like, do you really want the third one? And I'm like, no, I really do. If you can find it for me, you know, like, um, cause we don't have, we didn't have it at the school. Cause it was like a, it was, it's a young adult book, but it was higher, you know, yeah. so it wasn't like for middle school. It was, you know, for like a high school setting most likely. Um, but I love the series and he's just like, all right, I'll make a deal with you. You finish the second one. Like actually finish it and tell me what the second like the plot is for the second one like pretty much like a book report for it mm -hmm. to see that you actually read it and i'll get you the third one so i read i read the second one i fucking finished that shit like fast as fast as hell and i told him the plot and everything and like my favorite parts and everything else and he's just like oh, okay like comes back the next day like in the barnes noble bag he's like oh here you go and he got me the book he got me the third book and i was just like and I read the third book too. And it was great. I loved it. I have since lost that book, unfortunately. Uh, but thanks to that teacher, because man, hell yeah. That made me tear up a little that bit. That made me tear up. <laughs> I read it tear up too. It's just like, oh, I forgot. Um, Dude, when when you get teachers like that, like those are gems. Like oh, yeah. I cannot believe how teachers are underpaid because they they truly, if there is a God, they truly do God's work because oh, yeah. to shape uh the younger generation to have them actually understand how the world works maths all that shit mm -hmm. 
it, it's not easy, dude. Yeah. And to have an actual kid, like, especially when it comes to reading, because uh, reading, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, I know when I started it, like, I hated it. Um, it was Mr. Riker, and I found it. I found him on Facebook, so okay. I'm, I'm still connected to him on Facebook. I found uh, my English teacher in um, middle school mm-hmm. uh, that got me into reading the series of unfortunate events, okay. and uh, Mrs. Bone from high school that uh, made me want to continue like loving to read. Yeah. Uh, but teachers of any subject that can like inspire a student like that like the those people are one in a million oh yeah like uh, if uh the people that listen to us uh ever watch sex education all, on netflix all of the 10 people that do hey, <laughs> 10 people is better than no people <laughs> i'll take it watch uh sex education on netflix Great show. Great show. Great it's show. It's made me cry so many times. Yeah. Uh, you, you learn a lot if you mm-hmm. don't know. And... Um, you have a fun time doing it. Yeah. Fun time doing. And uh, one of the great depictions of uh, inspiring and supportive English teacher is in... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great, like, tearjerker right there. Like, I love... I feel like a lot of people... They don't see the kindness in others a lot. It gets overshadowed by Mm -hmm. nepotism and who has the most money or politics or what have you. But when it comes to like real genuine people that inspire others, those those are the kinds of people that we need. I personally feel that need to be running this world. Mm -hmm. That reminds me too of like um, my high school teacher and then um, also librarian. Uh, I mean, I haven't talked to them in a long time. That's on my bad, honestly. Uh, but also, I mean, they were great teachers and friends. Because, I mean, I would talk to them outside of school. Which, I, I mean, I, I think anybody else would see that as very unprofessional. Because, I mean, you shouldn't be friends with your with your students outside of school or whatever. But, I mean, I've, I've, I would go to their house and hang out with them outside of school. To um, be honest, that's why I kind of, like, waited until I turned like after i was 21 before i decided i kind of actually want to stay in contact with like a certain a couple of high school teachers and stuff like that because you never want to like put them in that situation oh no no of course i mean yeah yeah i in my high school i did have like not personally to me happen but like i did have a professor (laughs) or a teacher rather in high school that uh with the weirdo did did some bad things yeah, yeah and yeah. justice was served but you know i had a substitute teacher for the rest of that year and i was kind yeah. of i didn't learn anything yeah, that was, yeah that's that, the thing that sucks. yeah yeah um no but those those two were a great help in uh, my development uh the first uh janet was my uh <laughs> i we always joked a uh, joke around she was uh I was her student for four of my three years that I was in, in that school because I, uh, I took her twice one year. So I had her I had her my sophomore year for social studies. Okay. And then I had her uh, my junior year for uh, American history and for uh, AP psych. Okay. And then I had her a third year when I was her, uh, her TA. Um, 
but I had <laughs> my junior year I had her I had her I had her pretty much back to back so I would go into my uh, my history class and then like after lunch go back to your class again <laughs> for AP psych or vice versa one of those I forget um and she was the first one to like kind of explain to me what anxiety and depression were because I, when I was going through like major uh, attacks and just like going through a roller coaster of emotions um Amber just like talking to her about certain things and she's like I oh, know you're depressed and I'm like no I'm not depressed what are you talking about not nah, depression is like you want to kill yourself and then she's like no like you don't have to necessarily feel that way it's just you know it's lack of motivation and not doing things or a, a bunch of other you know variety of things or either doing so much to the point where you're doing all these things to try and cope with a f to avoid the conversation with yourself of how you're actually feeling you know so depression can come in many forms and anxiety can come in many forms and one that i didn't realize was uh, overstimulating yourself with everything you could possibly do because when i was in high school i was doing six plus class i was doing i had zero period and i was taking Same. i was taking ap classes and i was doing all these uh, extra things that i didn't have to do but uh, i was doing them when i once i, I self-reflected and realized i'm doing all these things to cope because i don't want to uh, dig down deep to the root cause of my problems so i'm yeah. doing all these things to cover up and she explained that to me and like made me realize oh damn i am <laughs> kind of like i am going through this and uh librarian uh jill she, uh was great she also really gave a damn about her students really gave a damn about them um also go, would go out of her way and get books that kids actually wanted to read not just whatever bs books there were in the library because there was just really old crappy books that were there uh but she would go out of her way and actually you know get books that were interesting and the kids wanted to read um and same thing she would like uh give you a book if you really wanted something uh, that you wanted to read she'd let you have it and stuff like that and uh, they genuinely cared you know they they really cared about their students and the development and that they weren't, weren't gonna grow into little shitheads yeah <laughs> kind of thing and then i kept in contact with them like outside of high school for like about a year and then i got married and everything else college and stuff like that so there was still some connection there because i mean they they knew my kid for a little bit and but either way i mean eventually i dropped off but that, that's more on me kind of thing cause, i mean I, I get i'm bad with keeping up conversation with friends you know that like people will text me and i read it responded my head not respond via text well i mean and, at the same time like in that setting i i don't know how close you would like to be with those people but like i know with me and the teachers in my past like i i don't think i have the wherewithal to like carry a conversation on a daily basis with them because we both live separate lives oh yeah no no it wouldn't be like same with somebody i mean like we can have a conversation but like it's hard for me to keep it going all day kind of thing you know and um i know you can i know you the, for you it's a lot easier to you know communicate and do jokes and everything else for me it's just kind of like it? <laughs> i don't know, i feel like it is for you i feel like you you, you can kind of keep the conversation going on your end at least i feel for me i i, I it's just like i want to kind of get it one and done kind of thing like this is what I I, you know like, this is what i want to say and yeah. this is what I, we're doing that's it boom that, that's it you know not like keep the joke going or keep something you know what have you i mean I, but i would like to like reach out again you know keep up with it not like on a daily basis but you know once a month kind of mm -hmm. catch up see how you guys doing the possibility of hanging out again you know the first time i went to the renaissance fair was with them mm -hmm. which is great i loved it 
I went twice with them, so it was it was really fun. Um, but just like stuff like that, just like not a daily thing or like a weekly thing, but just once in a while catching up. Hey, how are you? How are you? How are your kids? Because I mean, teacher nerdy. Uh, Janet was super nerdy. Loved. Um, <laughs> remember when I went to her house? They had like a couple computers set up because they loved playing uh, WoW. World nice. Yeah. So they had computers set up and everything else. I remember going to their house and it was it was cool. Um, and the librarian had a bunch of books. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, they, they're just, they were just great people. They're just really interesting people to, to hang out with and, and talk with. And because, I mean, being like 17, 18 and talking to adults who, you know, were educated and new and more experienced, getting knowledge from them, um, from elder, <laughs> from elder people, you know, it, having some insight on the reality of what the world is and them being honest and not you know sugarcoat things was was great so you know Mm -hmm. we've totally veered off from what we're trying to talk about but tangents everyone yay i mean i I think we should just wrap it up with all this we it's always a roller coaster it's it's fun hey man i almost cried this episode yeah it was uh it's emotional it's emotional it was the last time i had a good cry I don't, I don't remember, remember, but if you guys haven't, go have a cry, go watch a sad movie and just let it out. Trust me, it's, it's worth it sometimes. What would be your recommendation of a sad movie? Uh, I wouldn't say movie, I would say episode from Futurama. You know which one I'm talking about? Is it the dog one? Yes. Yeah. That episode, never seen it, never dude. will, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, that's, that, that episode, if, I, I don't know the name, but if you guys watch Futurama, it's the one with, with the dog, if you guys can find it, you look it up on YouTube. And you can find the episode name or whatever. Um, the first time I watched that episode, I cried so hard. It was just like, it's kind of, like, there's a movie, I think it's kind of like a play on too, where um, the dog that waits at the train station, but their own doesn't ever come back. You mentioned it before, yeah, Hachi or something like that. I, I forget, but yeah. the, um, the dog waits for their owner like day in, day out, waiting for them to return and the, the owner's dead, not coming back anymore. Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> um, but the dog's just waiting there day in and day out. Day in, and then uh, characters are viewing the dog waiting and waiting and waiting. And same thing, the, the, the same thing goes on with the episode where the dog is waiting for one of the main characters to return, but they're never going to come back. But the dog is waiting season after season. And you get emotional at the end because you see the bond and connection that they had. So, tough one. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for joining us this episode. It's, it's going to be a big one gonna be a big one but it's fun as always uh if anybody wants to recommend anything uh i will leave some information in the the bio or information of uh the podcast so you guys can reach out there's an instagram page that we have so you guys can message us there or if you guys follow me on instagram or ellie we we will include links to places yes to get information Mm -hmm. about things yes so yeah yeah so you guys can give us recommendations of what bs you guys want to talk talk about or if you don't want to join in on the conversation yourself and or if you want us to just quit this all together no that's not not really that's not that's not an option it's not an option and i need i i need an outlet this is it i'm sorry you're gonna be annoyed with me oh great this because the world revolves around you it does (sighs) it does Anywho, I'm on meds again. Oh, good meds this time. (laughs) 
ADHD and finally got those in. Not important to the to, to this. But anyways, thank you guys for joining. Uh, I'll see you guys. Oh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.